This is 180 Conversations with tens of millions of LinkedIn invites, emails going out each and every single week. What are you doing to sound different? It's all about engaging your prospects. But to engage your prospects, you're going to have to think different and you're going to have to sound different. Let's go. Dan, we've got another 180 conversation for today. And this was one that actually came to your inbox. This is a series of three messages via email. And the first one reads, Hi, Dan. Would you be interested in a unique opportunity for Lapin 180 to increase awareness and or revenue? We've helped speakers generate 3 to 10x their speaking fees outside of their speaking engagements in under eight months. We've helped Fortune 500 organizations develop and deploy thought leadership to grow as well. This is achieved by developing a viable strategy that involves productizing their work in a scalable format, such as validated assessment tools, video-based training, consulting tools, and more. It also involves developing highly focused avatars and metrics. Our work has helped us to become ranked in the top 50 global thought leaders in marketing. And I'm really interested in sharing some revenue opportunities that could be interesting for Lapin 180. Would you be available for a quick call at some point? So Dan, how did this email land with you when you read it? I had a tough time trying to decipher what they did. I saw viable strategy, productizing, scalable formats, validated assessment tools, video-based training, consulting tools, avatars, and metrics, and so much more. So I didn't bother because it was too much thought process for me to decide or figure out what exactly did they do. It was just too much. So there was no response for me. So key takeaway here is that you need to be very clear and crisp on how you would help your prospect and their business if you're sending out your outreach messages. You got it, Kylie. If there's a specific offering that you feel that a certain demographic of prospects would benefit from, then be specific with it. Help them connect the dot. Don't make it difficult for them or confuse them by throwing all kinds of keywords or buzzwords or other things together to make it all sound important. Get to the point. So our next message sent about a week later. Hey, Dan, just a quick follow-up regarding alternative revenue streams for Lapin 180. We've helped speakers generate 3 to 10x their speaking fees outside of their speaking engagements in under eight months by repurposing their service offering. Our work has helped us to become ranked in the top 50 global thought leaders in marketing, and I'm really interested in sharing some revenue opportunities that could be interesting for Lapin 180. Do you have 20 minutes spare over the next few days? And I'd like to point out that there were a couple typos in this email. So I read it as it was written. Well, Kylie, I'm one of those individuals that I do struggle with typos. So I'm not going to say anything on that. That's me living in a glass house. <laughs> Understood. <laughs> on this one, I appreciate the brevity, but I'm still not sure 
what they're going to do or what their offer is, especially when they say repurposing our service offering. I, I don't know what that means. And then when you get to the 20 minutes to spare, again, I get it. They're just trying to say, hey, can I have a little time here? But there's nothing that gets done in 20 minutes other than me getting on a call and getting a demo or a sales pitch. This just feels like it's more of a transaction and I don't have time to invest in something like that. The other takeaway for me on this message was that they didn't give you any new information. If anything, they took their last message and they cut out a chunk of information that we didn't really understand in the first place. But there's nothing new that might resonate differently to explain how they could help the business. Kylie, you make such a fantastic point there. The one thing this person could have done, which wouldn't have taken much time, if they really wanted to, to help us and they thought that they could really add value to our business, was get on LinkedIn and take a look at some of our posts and then take one of our post ideas and use that maybe as an example of what they're thinking that they could do for us. It would show that they took the time to get to know us a little bit, and then they connect the dot on something that they handle or do, whether it be a metric, an avatar, a platform, a productization, a repurposing, or any of the other things that they promised earlier. But at least now they're talking our language, and it's something new and different. So our third and final email, hello, Dan, I was really hoping to hear back from you, but understand if scaling up isn't a priority right now. If the situation ever changes, I'd be happy to show you what it takes to reach that next level. Please feel free to get back to me whenever you are ready to take action. In the meantime, to get insights on scaling up now, you can subscribe to my newsletter for updates and tips. Click here to sign up. Many thanks. So Kylie, this one was one of those rare ones when it doesn't happen often, but I'm going to be straightforward. It just pissed me off. It was extremely assumptive and it felt judging and critiquing. It's almost as if they were frustrated and completely irreverent about, hey, we're not responding to them. So when they said, I hope to hear back from you, but understand if scaling isn't a priority right now. It's like no one ever said scaling wasn't a priority. So it was like, hey, hold on there, dude. That's pretty assumptive. But then it gets to, if the situation ever changes, I'd be happy to show you what it takes to reach that next level. At that point, the gloves are off. It's like, oh, really? You don't think we're trying to get to the next level just because we're not reaching out to you, just because we're not responding to your, your solicitation requests. And then please feel free to get back to me whenever you're ready to take action. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, at that point, it's just like, all right, this is silly. I don't know what this person's doing or, or what, what they're trying to accomplish here, but they've accomplished it. You know, and that is, I don't want to spend any more time reading this person's emails, talking about it or anything. So I think for the listeners, there's those things called, I, I've heard about them, breakup emails. And I get it. At some point, you do want to get to the point where you are, where you say, hey, listen, I haven't heard from you. I get it. Other things might be a priority. Let's put this on the back burner. And then you do a little bit of a blurb or whatever, and it's your breakup email. But I think you can do that in a kind way that engages that prospect still at some point down the road versus this breakup email, 
which was again, as if we had done some harm to them because they came in what feels like almost somewhat condescending on us, pretty much saying, hey, if you're not interested in scaling and you don't want to get to that next level, and if you're just going to sit around twiddling your thumbs because you don't want to take action, hey, you know what? No need for us to talk. It's almost like they were playing hard to get, but taking it to a very dramatic level where they were putting you down in the process of elevating themselves up. Yeah. As if I should aspire to be them. I did send them an email, which I very, very rarely do. I think this might be only the second time I've ever done that. But in that email, I just said, I said, I think there's a better way for you to engage your prospects without putting them down and pissing them off. You were very assumptive. Take the time to look at what your prospects are doing. Get a little involved by reading their posts or what they might be releasing out into the world, you know, through social media, and then reference that. And if you can reference that and tie it a little bit into your services, you're, you're probably going to get a lot more responses and a lot more meetings and conversations because you took the time to understand a bit about your prospect population. And I will say, Dan, with all of the messaging that I've seen from clients and from sales professionals soliciting us internally, there is this tagline that says, oh, I understand if fill in the blank isn't a priority right now. Don't put words in your prospects' mouths because this is a very common phrase that I, I hear. You know, if I'm in commercial real estate and I say, well, I understand optimizing your real estate portfolio isn't a priority right now. When is that not a priority for somebody who manages a real estate portfolio? If you're emailing the employee benefits director for a large corporation and you are referencing, well, it seems that employee benefits isn't a priority for you right now. And that's their whole entire job and what they manage. You are going to agitate your prospect much like this professional did with you, Dan. And I want to make sure that we make this a, a very clear takeaway from this conversation because I see it a lot. It is not just this one individual. Yeah, I think this individual tried to tap into scarcity. And my gut is that's the type of client that they're attracting. We're not necessarily scarce. Do we always want to look at ways to get better? Are we looking ways to evolve? Are we humble about what we've accomplished? Absolutely. But at the same time, we're not scarce. So you got to be really careful in that approach. Here's what it comes down to. Because of automation and because of how you can scale your outreach, if you really want to talk to someone, take them out of your automation and spend the time to individualize your outreach to them. Get to know them, get to know what's important based on what's on social media, what posts they like, what messages or themes, the things that they follow, whatever it might be, and reference that. Or if you're in a trade magazine and you're reading up on the industry that you're an expert in or you've selected a vertical in, reference a trend in the industry. But just like I said, get specific. That's the big takeaway here. Stop treating everybody as if they're the same so you can avoid pissing people off. If you're ready to get uncomfortable and level up to high performer status, 
Find out how you can change the conversation by sending us your sales outreach via email or voice recording at podcast at lapin180.com. We're going to anonymously share these with our listeners and offer feedback for you. 